0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu Jitsu, and That's Badass Wood Art. Remember to hit like and subscribe to stay up to date with all of our latest Vikings content, including this video today. Um, Before, though, before we get into final 53-man roster breakdown, we are going to be doing a giveaway here soon. Um, I have with me just this glorious Lake Monster hat. It's fall weather soon. Unfortunately, um, and I feel like these Did colors. You say go unfortunately, with them? oh my gosh! Here this we go. is fall weather fault. is the best weather. Matt, this fall weather is, is your the, fault.
1: Fall weather is the best weather. You should have okay. told them.
2: This is your fault,
0: Matt. I know. I, I take full <laughs> responsibility for what's about to happen on this show. But yeah, once we get to 3,100 subscribers on YouTube, we'll be giving away this hat to a lucky subscriber. So make sure you tell your friends and family, hit the like and subscribe. Um, All weather means football weather, baby. Come on. That's true. That is true. Um, let's let's dive in. Tuesday is cutdown day for the NFL. Um, we've already started to see some cuts roll in this Sunday, uh, but I thought it would be a good opportunity. We we went through it a couple weeks ago, just position by position, um, get a feel for where everybody's head is at. I, I we'll
2: think- do it better this time. We we Matt and I struggled through the last time, so we'll, we'll
0: do better. <laughs> And thank you also for the, the people in the chat already joining us. Uh, we're curious to know your thoughts as well. So make sure you put them in the comments below as we kind of uh, roll through this thing. So, Ryan, are you ready? <laughs> Born ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's start.
2: Let's start with Makai Blackman. Just see what Ryan thinks, you know. come no,
0: Just go just right play. from there.
2: <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> Hey, I'm not. No, come on, hey, we all make mistakes. <laughs> it was a joke, bro. I'm just playing with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think it's the easiest to just go position by position. Hmm. Let's switch to the defensive line here. Um, this is where things get a little interesting, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles, do you have your list in front of you of who you who you kept on the D line? The interior D line
2: we're talking. We're not including like outside linebacker, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Just Correct. Yeah. 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 So I have. Uh, three, four, five. I have six. Okay. Um, and my and it might be five. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if it was five. But it was more of like uh, when I look at it, it's it's between uh, Bullard and Blacklock because I think Roy's kind of a lock. I think yep. he showed enough during practice when he was healthy and into the seat like into the preseason game that there's a lot of potential there. Um, but then Blacklock and and Bullard, Bullard didn't dress, and so it wouldn't surprise me if he's considered a lock as well. Okay. Um, but what I could see kind of what I tweeted this out earlier today was that I could see the Vikings cutting some veterans, like a Bullard who's vested veteran that doesn't have to go through waivers, cut him. And then you, you, you make your waiver claims, keep some of the guys you want to keep that aren't sub, that are subject to waivers. And then you bring Bullard back and then you give him a little bit of a signing bonus as like mm. a reason to come back that he wouldn't be getting otherwise. Like it's more money up front in his pocket, um, mm. you know, uh, to do that type of thing. I think Munt could be that type of scenario as well. Um, mm-hmm. on offense, but now we're talking defense. I think we could maybe see something like that with Bullard, where you cut him, um, keep, you keep the, the blacklock for now or whatever, and then Roy and Roy, and then you bring Bullard back after you kind of make your claims and, and all those things.
3: Mm-hmm. so I for now, Sheldon I'm gonna Day say making six. The team. So, so okay. who, so, so uh, oh, Miles,
1: oh <laughs> let's get over to that. Oh, wait, wait, okay, let me answer. Oh, wait. Hold on, Ryan. Let me
2: answer next question, then we'll we'll get to Matt.
3: <laughs> so, Miles, can you can you, can you lay it? So, can you let's yep. talk your full six though for me. Yep.
2: So, I have I have Lowry, Tonga, and Phillips as like your core starters, mm-hmm. and then I have Roy, Bullard, and Blacklock as like the backups. So essentially, so essentially, Roy is your backup nose, Blacklock mm-hmm. and and Bullard as your backup
3: ends. So you have a Susie. Sezi- uh, getting cut would be the the, the it's just out.
2: It, it kind of feels that way. I mean yeah it kind of feels like a guy that he's a practice squad you know candidate to me. Um now I'd probably like if we're talking in terms of guys that you maybe keep um and maybe Bullard you try to sneak sneak on or Blacklock, you maybe you cut Blacklock and keep Otomo. I don't know. Um but like it's probably like Otomo is kinda of like that odd man out right now for me.
1: I'm not hearing no Shelton Day coming out of your mouth though. yeah
0: go ahead i just just think sheldon day has flashed in his in his opportunities here um i think he was one of the best interior defensive linemen through the first three preseason games and if you depending on how you view pro pro football focus i mean he was ranked a 90 throughout preseason um he got six total pressures and a sack i I think he was very disruptive now that is against twos and threes he's not going against starters in one of those teams might be one of the worst teams in football this year in the Arizona Cardinals. Um but didn't TJ
1: still, Smith have a good cam too. TJ yeah. Smith did. did too. I went back and Saturday. forth
0: there. And, and so he's, and
1: he's a big boy, right? Like he's a nose yeah. tackle. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I, I agree with Miles. But, I don't think Eze Atomo makes the team. Um not sure what happened there. I thought he showed flashes last year, but I just don't really think he took that next step and Jaqueline Roy has played better um in his opportunities. But and he's Sheldon... more of like
2: a penetrating interior guy than Otomo is. Otomo is yeah. more of that like tweener D-end, uh, yeah. uh, D end uh uh like uh, d- defensive end in a three-four, four three.
3: Yeah, did, I, I saw that they had him lining up on the edge a few times too, right?
2: David, like, I missed that. I, I missed that. I okay,
3: they, I thought they did just trying to try him out there, see what happens, and that's usually sure. a telltale sign that they're trying to see everything that he can do and provide
0: yeah. on there. Was, you, was your Sheldon Day like reaction because you want him on the team as well, or just more of like Matt? Shut up! What do you th- Me? What do you talk? Yeah,
1: you know what? I I saw Sheldon Day on that roster. and go, who? When did we even sign? Sheldon Day. He's been and around I had, for like I since no last year. He man. was on this roster. I had no idea, and I was excited because yeah, like I liked him back in the day. Notre Dame alum, right? Like yeah. You thought he was going to be something in this league, and he didn't become anything really. But we had him there, and he was producing. So I, I don't <laughs> think he makes a, the team. Myself, I actually I got TJ Smith, okay, making the team uh just because we do need more of a true nose, and I don't think Jaquelin Roy is a true nose. Um, and and nobody else that has the backups right can really provide that. Even Tonga
3: mm-hmm. isn't
1: really a true nose, so I think we should probably get one actual big boy up there uh, in sure. that position. So I have TJ Smith making the team because I think he had a little better camp. Um, That's fair. I got a few more looks, and I don't have well, Bullard making the team. Nick, is your your list different? Hey, real
2: quick, you said Tonga isn't a big. He's like three twenty.
1: Well, I mean, when he was drafted, he was yeah, smaller. He got three
3: twenty-five. Hmm. Is
1: he? he Just back. saying. Just saying.
3: <laughs> so, I I have them keeping five, um, and so I have the the main three: uh, Bowlerd um, and to call him Roy. When they drafted Roy, they called him a nose tackle. I don't think he really played that role much, but I think that's what they have in have in mind. Um, I do think the reason why they're keeping they might keep five instead of six it actually goes to someone, Matt, that you were highlighting uh, earlier this week on uh, Twitter or X was yeah. uh, Marcus Davenport. I think throughout camp, they've had him playing uh, inside a decent amount. And I think that that front seven is going to be uh, very flexible um, and, and fluid in how they, how they operate. They might have some of their edge guys, you know, start playing down and, and bring a bunch of different fronts. And so I think they can get away um with only keeping five uh, up there, I thought Day had a you know great camp, but and, and good preseason. But at the same time, we saw that with what was it Ty McGill last year was a guy mm-hmm. that flashed, and it doesn't seem like this coaching staff or front office puts a lot of stock in those flashy preseason performances, um, yeah. like other teams might, or like even Mike Zimmer uh, and Rick Spielman would of uh, before. So uh, I think they can get away with keeping five. Uh, it sucks to see them move on. I you know I always lean towards teams wanting to keep throwing draft picks with uh, a sazi, but I, I think that what what they have now uh, they they feel comfortable with those with that grouping and
2: going back I kind of think for me it's it is five like I think black think too I think, so yeah. think black locks the odd man out
0: we're locking it in yeah five on the defensive line um, linebacker this is a, a bigger group now because of the three four um, but Nick, let's start with you on this. Let's start with you in the linebacker group. You can take it either if you want to do the pass rushers, if you want to do.
3: Yeah, I'll just start with Edge um, here. I think that, uh, obviously, they'll keep Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport. You know, I think that they like DJ Wanham. I think he's been a lot of speculation early in the offseason as he could be a cut candidate just because of the cap savings and stuff. But for now, unless there's some sort of trade, I think, these days, Patrick Jones. And then I think they keep five. In general, like I said, going back to my other point with the interior rushers to kind of keep that you know flexibility up there. Um, I think they go with uh, Luigi Villain. Uh I think that he's shown out more uh, in camp and uh, preseason. Uh, I know they gave you know that money to Andre Carter, but I, I know there's some interest in teams. But I think that they can sneak into the pack, practice squad just because they haven't. He hasn't really shown much um, from what I have. I can understand if someone wanted to keep Andre Carter instead, but. Um, I'll go with those uh, five to start. And Matt, do you want me to go with interior as well? You do. You do whatever you want. Sure, I'll just roll it right in <laughs> here. I have them keeping, keeping just four there. I think the main the main three: Hicks, uh, Asmaw, and uh, Pace Junior. Uh, and then I have them keeping Troy Die. Uh, I think he's he showed out. I think he's his main function is going to be special those teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I think that just based on his role in special teams. Um, you got to keep him there. So those are my, my nine uh,
0: for the linebacker position. I have nine as well. I think we, I think we're, I think we match hundred percent there actually.
2: Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Maybe it's between the and and uh, Whitley. Um, oh. I think it'll
0: be, I
2: think it'll be Velaine too. too. Um, but I think Whitley's looked good. And then obviously Carter's a guy like, I think he touched on. He's just someone they're not going to like let, like give up on. So obviously it's practice squad, but if they want it, didn't want to risk Carter which I I don't think you have to worry about but you never know what teams being you know cuz he is a rookie some teams mm-hmm. still favor rookies more than they do some of the veterans because they have more of a book on them whereas the rookies are still going off their pre-draft um like assessment on these guys and so maybe a team claims him because they they liked him coming out even though they didn't draft him that type of thing but um so sometimes you you don't want to risk a rookie being subject to waivers as you might a vet just for that reason but yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be five and four um, in general.
0: Sorry, isn't it crazy? Um, just Ivan Paces' ascension. I know we've talked about it here.
1: No, it's um, not crazy. Like, the, like we gotta stop talking about it. Like it's crazy. Fifth or all these teams messed up not drafting him in the fourth. Like we that's messed a, that's, up too. We didn't draft him. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. All these teams, all of them. Mess up not drafting him in the fourth. Fourth or fifth, that's where we spotted him. We all kind of mocked him around that area. We liked him. I mean, yeah, he was small, but, like, he plays well. And sometimes you just got to let the tape talk and not the measurables. I
3: I have uh, too much uh, love for Ivan Pace Jr. I'm wearing my Miami Redhawks. I know he, graduated, <laughs> he went since <laughs> last year, but he was Let's all for, for three years, so I got to love my guys, um, just like Ryan loves his as Oklahoma guys. But, uh, yeah, I think it's – he might – maybe another conversation you know for another time, but he might be the one that's starting uh, on day one. So, I, it's just kind of crazy the fact that he didn't have to play in the third preseason game as EDFA. We can't speak highly enough about him.
0: We finally did get clarification, though, on the Brian Osimo injury, which was a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but glad to hear that things seem to be behind him. Um, but excited. I The one thing that stood out to me in preseason is just like – how fast all of a sudden we are. Like we used to be this kind of like this slow defense and then just over the course of like a year and a half where we all of a sudden have speed on defense. It's, it's a little crazy. Um, So we agree nine linebackers then essentially. Yep. Bringing so our let's, total let's, to 38.
2: So 38 and then on defense, obviously that's what we'll we're not going to talk about
0: special teams, by the way. No. Why? Well, so well, we, we kind of have to just because, but, <laughs> it's forty-one with that group, but we're we're not going to give that sure any worthy conversation here. So we're
2: looking at do we say five interior D linemen?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, five interior D linemen, four five outside linebackers, and four inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So we're at fourteen on the defense right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and now we switch over to I on my sheet I have it just as DBs, but we can split it up in cornerbacks and in safeties. So let's start with corners, Ryan. I haven't given you the opportunity to take a Position yet. So, what are your thoughts on the cornerback position? Who's making the team? Who's not?
1: Well, I think we got four locks um, in in Murphy, Evans, Blackman, and Booth. Those okay. are going to be the four locks, I think. Um, I think, honestly, and I'm going to – is it Williams? Is that the special teams ace? Is that his last name? Najee
0: Thompson. No, Najee Thompson. No,
1: Thompson, that's right. Yeah, Thompson. I'm thinking of Joe John Williams. Uh, Najee Thompson, I think he makes a team just purely – he's going to be our Matthew Slater, right? Like mm-hmm. he's going to be the special teams ace. He can fill in at cornerback in a pinch, but you know that that's going to be his position. So that that puts us at five. I do think we keep six. I don't know who the six is. I don't even know if the six is on the roster. We have JoJoan Williams. I think he potentially makes that team just because he's got he's a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of history here. So that that Unless there's somebody who gets cut that we just really like. but And that's the thing. It's like I'm all about like, hey, let's name the top like four guarantees. But like that fifth guy or that sixth guy, whatever, on all these position groups, I'm not ready to lock them in just because yeah. there's going to be so many guys around the league that are going to be cut or surprise cuts that we may decide to bring in.
0: So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Miles, because I did see your back and forth conversation mm-hmm. this morning on Twitter, but high, high times KG comes in and says, Booth is a lock question mark um, and exclamation point, by the way, <laughs> uh, you had a, an interesting conversation talking about whether or not Booth could be a cut candidate. Um, yeah. And why you feel like he probably isn't, but it's, it's worthy of a, of, of a conversation.
2: Yeah, so I said I don't think he should be a cut candidate more than a trade candidate. I think he like if you're gonna move on from him, you should trade him. Not just because I think you're gonna get a lot of value back, but I think they don't have that that group in general doesn't have enough talent around it for me to be like, Oh, you should just give up on Booth because he's struggled and he's been hurt. Like that to me, as after a second round pick a year ago. Um, that doesn't mean he's been good. It doesn't mean he has like progressed the way you've liked him to. It just it just to me means you don't have to give up on a guy so quickly. You really don't. Like, there's no rush. Booth doesn't have to see the field. You can still, like, try and develop him behind the scenes and do those things and and kind of see if he can kind of get up to um, up to speed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, you can get up to speed and, like, those things. But um, I just, I, like, I don't think there's anybody that's truly, like, holding him back. Like, they're, like you're not, like, holding on to anybody that's, like, vital to this team yeah. in order to keep Booth. And so I just don't think it would make sense to move him um, or cut him specifically. And he made now, progress
1: this preseason too. Like yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he, he like, progressively looked better from game one to two yeah. to, I mean, he didn't play a ton in game three, but like when he played, he played far, like you, again, we're talking about a guy who has all the talent yeah. in the world. Yeah. Now he's just got to figure it out in the head. And I'm not saying well, that he will, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you don't give up on a guy with that amount of talent that he got in the second round. Early because in the second he got round. Early, like, yeah, really early in the second round because he got hurt a bunch in his first year and then he's making his way back in year two. Like, right. and again, yeah, of course it'd be great to see him, like, take that job from Evans right away. Like, mm-hmm. right? that would have been great to or see. Or
2: Blackman or Black, or, like, right. or
1: whatever, right? right? But, like, also, Evans has played his ass off. Like, yeah. like we're, we're talking, like, uh, who's who a who Seattle guy that got taken in, like, the sixth round? Tariq Tariq Woolen, Yeah. Woolen, right? Like, sometimes you just find these guys in the later rounds that actually are really freaking good that we all just mm-hmm. missed on, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of us, I think, liked Evans coming out of Missouri, but, like, we weren't, like, that high on him. Mm-hmm. Look at him now, right? Like, he's no, a baller, yeah. and Booth has got to play up to that. But, yeah, you don't give up on a guy, like, with Booth's skill set in year two. There's zero chance. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Go ahead, Nick.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, and also kudos to Quasi uh, because wasn't uh, Evans the guy that he sat in the dark room late at night yeah. watching? Yeah. So that was the one guy he didn't want to leave the draft without. So that's <laughs> for, all, for all you people out there. gave up uh, two
2: fourths to get him.
0: <laughs>
3: Uh-oh, Nick's frozen.
0: Can we lose Nick a little bit? He's coming Hello? back. There He's coming he back. There he is. There he is. Oh, I didn't realize I was
3: gone. Um. So yeah, I I completely agree with what's, what's been said. You have to also think about, you know, from a team perspective, if Booth somehow pans out from here and he hasn't been impressive so far, the value that you would get from a corner that's skilled like that is incredibly high. So why would you give up on, on an asset? And we look at Quissy as a guy that likes to buy low on, on, on stocks and, uh, Move high. He doesn't have to trade any assets for a buy low candidate. He's already there on, on the roster. So um, there's no reason to give up on Booth. Now there's no one there. That's an obvious choice to take his place. We just need to work on keep developing a guy. Um, and also Booth was hurt a lot last year. And then this is his first year in a brand new defensive system. You know, that's a lot different than, than the one last year. So just give him some more time to, to prosper in advance.
1: And it fits skill set much better than it did last year for sure. Yeah. So we have five cornerbacks then?
2: Well, I think six, if you include Najee Thompson, right? Thompson,
1: yeah. Thompson's going to be that. Because
2: set. I think I think Joe on Williams is a guy you need to keep, not just because okay. of the okay. familiarity with the, with the defense, but his size. I, you don't have that big outside physical receiver, like cornerback besides Evans. Yeah, um, Williams is the only other guy with that like skill set. Um, and so I think he's just a guy that at this stage, unless you find somebody that you think could come in and steal that job, I just think, like, it should be six because of a Najee Thompson. I
1: think it's going to be six with Thompson, for sure. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. five,
2: like, cornerbacks, and then you have Najee Thompson as, like, your – um, as your uh, special specialist, special teamer, and then a guy that's, like, your your obviously last cornerback
0: in the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then the final group we get to talk about
2: is the safety hey, real, group. Real quick, this uh, T. Kubler, like, it's not that he's not – like, it's okay to, like – I think we're all in agreement that like Booth hasn't lived up to his draft status. I I, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. I don't think anybody's saying that like he hasn't been bad or that like he doesn't need to improve drastically. It's that not everybody plays or like progresses at the same route that you would like them to. Yes. Would it make sense for this team if Booth was doing what Evans was like is doing now? Yeah. And I think, I think we'd all probably feel a lot better about it because we expected Booth to be what Evans is now. Um, and like he may you, like,
1: have been if he not gotten hurt last right, year. Right.
2: But you also like reverse those roles where like if you think about Evans as the second round pick and Booth as the fourth, you're probably not as upset about it. <laughs> like, you know, like if you get that type of play from Evans, it's OK that Booth isn't as good as long as, you know, if Booth can still, you know, be a depth player. Like if, if Evans was only a depth player and Booth was your starter, we'd be sitting here. Praising Quasi Odafemensa Oda, for well, not praising, but we'd be saying how good mm. of a pick it was. And but I think if if Evans can still stay in that trajectory, and then you look at Booth as like a fourth round pick, I know he wasn't, but I'm just like playing a hypothetical here. Like it kind of makes you feel better about that situation in, in itself, at least for me. Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: yep, all in agreement. All right, before we switch to the the safety group, the comments fantastic kubler high times g kg aaron i mean there's been a, a bunch of you guys in here so thank you for that please don't forget to like and subscribe to the youtube channel and anywhere you get your podcasts the final group there's been a lot of talk about this group it's the safety one miles curious to get your thoughts first on this on this group um this might be like the toughest one <laughs> yeah Honestly, like saving the best we, for last, man.
2: Right, right. Like when we talk about it, so when you look at you have the obvious locks. Like we'll, we'll continue to say locks, but like Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, Josh Mintellas, and Lewis Scene. I think those four are locks. Now it comes down to Theo Jackson and Jay Ward, and if you keep both those guys, because special teams and just like depth um, and like versatility, because when you add in this, I think they're going to have a lot of DBs on this on this roster, no matter what. Because mm-hmm. when you add in kind of how um, Brian Flores likes to play the dime packages, or you know Josh Metellus is kind of playing that star role, you're going to need more DBs than you might need in other defenses. And yeah. so I think it's more of like who who fits that role. And I I I personally just really like J Ward. Maybe I'm just being a little biased, just because well, I he's like got to the pre-draft.
0: versatility to play corner too.
2: Right. And so like there's that in a pinch type of scenario where like he can play a different. Style of like role for you if you need him to, and maybe you train him to be a Metellus replacement. Now, friend of the show, Josh Metellus, I would say that we want him back, but like right. you know how the business is. Um, but then Theo Jackson kind of just stepped up and, and had a pretty good camp in preseason, so yeah, he's a hard guy to like want to let go. Um, because he showed enough, um, and I think scene might not be quite where we'd like him to be. I'm not saying scene, I like scene, I think I still think there's potential with scene. But kind of like Booth, he's a guy that hasn't lived up to his draft pedigree to, a, to the point where you have guys behind him. Where I think safety is a little bit more of those guys pushing scene than there are guys at cornerback pushing Booth in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's why I think it makes it a little bit harder at, at, at safety than it does corner. But you're not cutting Lewis scene for obvious reasons. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't have any issues with keeping six. Now, I've stopped doing the math in my head. So Matt, if we do
1: six we're at twenty right now. I think we're at twenty. We're
3: we're if we keep six and have the three specialists, this is a we're exactly at 53. So yeah, yeah. we
0: can keep
2: six.
3: Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm 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 going six because it like and may and maybe they don't keep all six guys, but like I think at the start of cuts, I think they're gonna keep all six safety. I just don't see not to.
0: Yeah, I haven't keeping six as well. Unless,
2: um, unless we, but like, swap, why? Well, well, right, but but like, my only thing is, unless they want to swap like a, a Nick Muse for a Theo Jackson, that type of thing. Yeah, but I don't see a, a Jay Ward getting cut. He's a rookie, you yeah, know, guy they drafted Wor- in the middle round rounds. Pick. Yeah, fourth round pick. Like that's not just like a nothing pick, and he's been good enough. To stay on a roster as a rookie, I'm not That's saying right, he's been
1: nasty as hit he just had. Too, right, right. To like,
2: and I'm not oh. I'm not saying he's like your Ivan Pace, where like oh man, that dude's really exceeded expectations. No, he's kind of just been there and made yeah. some good plays. Like obviously that sack was 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 legit, but um, I don't know. I I just don't see the need to like cut a J word at this point. It just wouldn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, Yeah. The the only one I can see maybe not, maybe not making the team is Theo Jackson. He doesn't have the name recognition. He doesn't have the draft pedigree. Maybe you can subject him to waivers and slip him through potentially. But again, like right now for the sake of this practice, we have the space for him.
0: Mm -hmm. It goes to Miles's point though. Like every team has that, like that guy where it's like, could you sneak him on? And you most likely probably can. Like I, I think you could get Theo Jackson on weight or on, on the practice squad.
3: So uh, I've been pushing the six safety train for the last few weeks. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm feeling good about our, our prediction getting to this point, <laughs> but uh, I would just remind that Theo Jackson was on a practice squad last year and and we swiped him from uh, the Tennessee Titans. And yep. so I, and he was on our 53 for the rest of the year. Uh, I think that we, we really like him. He's a versatile guy uh and i think that his stock has only improved through training camp and uh and the preseason so i well you know he's not doesn't have the name recognition cuz so i think he was what like a 6th or 7th round pick last year um i th- i think that we would struggle uh to get him through on the practice squad just based upon you know his history and we can keep him he can play versatile role he can play on special teams um i don't see any reason why you know we would drop him for, for anyone else and then Jay ward like You know, they always talk about a guy being versatile. So what he played corner linebacker safety in in college. Well, that just means that he didn't specialize in any position. And now that he's getting to the NFL, he's got to specialize in a certain spot. And that's been safety so far. So I think they knew that going in, that he was going to need some time to develop and just focus on one position. So I don't see that there's any reason why, you know, they would get rid of uh, Jay Ward after what we've seen. He's not been Willie Beavers uh, level (laughs) back, which is the last fourth round guy. Uh, yeah, that we thought so I, I'm all for keeping six here and this being our 53.
0: All right, we've done it. Um, there are a couple questions here that I want to get to before we kill this show. Um, Gary asks, I've always wondered how the NFL chose 53 on the roster. Does anyone here know that answer? I'm not sure why they came up with that specific number. Um, I
2: think it's when you look at this. So it's 1111 11 on both sides. So 22 and then you need depth behind each position. So what is that like? What's that math? 40, 44. 44, 44. And then you need I think they probably looked at quarterbacks as like three at, back then quarterbacks, yeah. specialists. Um, I don't know. I don't know why 53, but you can kind of get to like close to 50 pretty easily when you just look at like the starters, starters and, and backups and backups. But yeah. from there, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's logic. Somewhere, well, they, on they the only internet. and
2: then they only dress 46 on game days, mm-hmm. that's true. So, yeah. that's also another part. Um, yeah. I, that part I don't I don't know either. <laughs> like, that one doesn't make sense to me in any way. Um, but yeah,
0: um, the last question: high times KG, any surprise cuts that we see? I think that the biggest surprise is probably Jalen Rager. I don't think anybody here thinks he makes the team. I don't know if it's
2: um, a surprise, maybe. Maybe if he gets if he gets waived and not claimed, I would probably be a little bit more surprised cuz I think that's what sure. the Vikings are are hoping for if they can't trade
1: mm-hmm.
2: him. Um let's think of that. Should we go There's always or... a
1: surprise, right? There like, is. It, like we do this every year and then we yep. get somebody that's like, "Oh shoot, he got, Whoa, cut. He got cut."
2: I mean, yeah. I think Booth I think Booth would, would be an obvious surprise. Like I'd be shocked. Yeah. But like cuz I know it's come up, I don't think it's happening, but if it does, I
0: I, I guess I would I would hesitate to say a surprise cut, but a surprise trade could be somebody like Ezra Cleveland. Like they could mm-hmm. they could look to trade somebody like that in a contract year. See, who... if they
2: had brought in uh, – what's his Reisner,
0: name? Reisner. Reisner. Still, still well, could though. Have, yes, but like I
2: think, feel like they would have done that earlier and then traded Cleveland. But sure. I just – it wouldn't make sense heading into week one to like trade Cleveland now. Now I think come cut, now come trade deadline – the Vikings aren't, you know, in a good position. I could see them trading away players, but yeah, right mm-hmm. now I just don't I, like. If they had a backup to really push Ezra Cleveland, I could see that, but they just don't have anybody behind him. Like who the fu- who is who is replacing Ezra Cleveland if you trade him? Like you'd literally have to go out and sign Dalton Reisner. Like you have to. Mm-hmm.
0: This is this is a little um, outlandish, I think. But like, could Cam Bynum be a surprise cut? No. No, 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 they like trade they, may,
1: they, tra- again, trade maybe, but not like they
2: like though. they like buying him way too much. Like, I like if like, again, if seen had done I'm just enough, trying to
0: think of scenarios, yeah, yeah,
2: no, for sure. I Crowded think if seen had, had done enough, like that's a different scenario, but he just hasn't done enough, yeah, to, like warrant even warrant that. What other positions though? Uh, um, I uh, r- r- Patrick r- r- Jones,
1: yeah. R- r- DJ Wanham. I'm not saying, but again, not we just don't those... have anyone pushing him, do we? Andre right. Carter, maybe, uh, but like, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, and not that our giant Andre Carter is pushing him, but more so, right. like, I mean, it's the potential Oli, of him. Oli Udo, <laughs> yeah. like, could you yeah. trade Oli Udo?
2: Like,
1: so,
3: so, so, so the, when I think about this, I think about it from the standpoint of who's got good uh, cap savings if they were to cut him and just not living upset. So DJ Wanam, I, th- I think fits that. I think that they might save over two million um sure. if if they let him go um and then they obviously like andre carter they gave him all that money and stuff like that so I could or somebody
1: yeah uh, i could like,
3: potentially see that like wh- what would they benefit from doing a surprise got usually it's a financial reason right so can, I can think we bring of-
1: zach McCloud back that dude just after the third- preseason game he looks like yeah, reggie geez. white out there yeah. <laughs> Hey, I I did put this on the screen just a minute ago, and I'm going to bring it back. So we have um, Kepler. Kepler. I don't want to say his last name. Kepler. Um, put out here that you know we traded up for. I'm assuming he's talking about Booth because he did have a lot of injury history. He also
2: said quazy, but queasy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, and I'm going to take that off. But the thing is, is you're going to take risks on players. Who do maybe have an injury history when you can get them at value? Yeah. Andrew Booth, at the height of his Clemson career, top 10, top 15 player
2: yeah. in this. He would have in been a first draft. round pick. And I know, yeah, obviously, if he, he was if hurt. He had a
1: clean so bill good. of health yeah. throughout his college career, or maybe one injury here or there. He's a top 15 player. Yeah. His tape showed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some injury history. That's why he dropped to the second round. That's a good value there. That's that's yeah. not bad process and by Quaysey well, in that moment.
2: I also think it's it's obvious that the Vikings viewed that cliff after him in the draft. Like you remember when all the cornerbacks kind of went early in the second round too. I kind of yeah, feel like, like McCreary viewed, and uh, yeah, Gordon,
1: all those guys. Gordon,
2: yeah. yeah, I kind of feel like they viewed like Booth as the last guy on that like ledge, yeah. and then everybody and sure, else. Sure,
1: was- if, if Quaysey was smart enough to see Wolin as that next guy. Right. Yeah. Like we, but like obviously that, you
3: know, he, he wouldn't have felt to the sixth
0: if it was,
1: yeah, it was a lot right. of people didn't see that. Right. Yeah. So,
0: last, last question. We're push we're over an hour now. So, I want to, I want right. to cut it. Um, but Gary's question after watching the preseason games, he's concerned about our depth. How do we feel about our depth?
1: We've been concerned about that for years. If you've been watching this show. <laughs>
2: I was more no, I don't think anybody's saying that is getting cut. They're just we're just talking about surprise cuts and like surprise why, why why they could be surprised. Happen. Not not that he we think he will. Um, but I, I've been worried about it too. I think maybe I thought the bottom of the roster was a little bit better. And now I think in some it areas is. it's it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But in some but I, I think what this roster doesn't have is the top end talent in some of the areas that it's had in the past. Yes. Like I used to always call this roster like super top heavy with no no depth. Now mm-hmm. they have a little bit better depth, but the the top of the roster isn't as heavy um, besides the obvious guys. But, like, in terms of, like, your starters on the de- – the defensive line starters, it's just, like, gross to me. Like, mm-hmm. not that those guys can't be, aren't NFL players. They clearly are. But, like, I think Harrison Phillips and Kyrus Tonga are more, like, rotational guys and maybe, like, starters, but not your top starters. Like, you should have two guys ahead of those guys on the – depth, or not even on the depth chart, but, like, playing next to you. Like, Harrison Phillips – should be the third best defensive lineman on your D line, in my opinion, not your first. And right. so like those types of things.
3: I I think they're kind of a lot on that scheme and the multiple fronts and the yeah. blitzes to make up for, for that defensive line. But you Very know, I, I, I agree. I think that there is depth in select areas. You know, you talk mm-hmm. about Kevin O'Connell, you know, Johnny Mott being the third best guy in the league or struggling at wide receiver. I think we're, we're pretty good there. I mean, if, you know, off it's a lot off it's a line, like we, we have noble guys. that don't feel great about it, but I tackles I I tackle. I feel good. Obviously, we're talking about keeping six safeties. We got good depth there, but it's just like in certain pockets that they're good at at uh, scouting um, that we just need to prove in a few different areas moving forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think I agree. So um, that's all I think that's. Unless you guys have anything else, we just went for a full hour. So Miles, I think, is ready to, to clock out here for the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate everybody uh, joining us this afternoon on your Sunday afternoon ahead of roster cut down. That's, that's kind of the, the group that we have. Uh, we'll cut this up into offense and defense as well so you can listen to just each one individually instead of the full hour-long episode here. Um And don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, The the season is just a few weeks away, and we have a pretty good content plan coming out uh, for the season. Nick will not be with us the next couple weeks. He's heading to Europe, Mm. um, so he'll be away as soon as he joins the CTP group. But Miles, Ryan, myself, Jason, Flip will all be here in some capacity. So, um, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday night for a live show, which we will be switching back to Wednesday night's. Um, not this week, but the week after. So until next time at everybody Lake monster,
2: by the way. At that Lake is Monster. True.
0: That is true. We'll be live at Lake Monster on September sixth. So um, yes. Thank you everybody. Until next time, Skull Vikings.